so according to the calendar. Yeah, I know. We've got to do a new calendar. Yep, time for a new calendar. Okay, so I was uh, going back and forth to what to do today, and I've been thinking about different things. You know, I've been working on my podcast. I've been trying to get some different material out other than just my Sunday sermons out on it and trying to reach a wider audience. And um, so I got thinking about some of the things that we do. You know, as part of our, our duty as Christians, all of us are to be teachers. We are to be a reflection of Jesus. We are to share the love of Jesus. That is part of what we're all supposed to do. So let me ask you something. You ever remember being a child? I don't know, a long time ago for a lot of us. You remember being a child and your parents saying, you, know, you come up there, you ask for something, or they tell you not to do something, or whatever the case may be, is, and the, the end all is because I told you so. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because I told you so. And uh, for those of you that are parents, I'm sure that you've even used it yourself a few times. You know, I don't like to. I know it's not a very good way to, to end things, but it is an end all. It's like you can't overrule that. It's, it's, it's it. You know? So, and we also see this not only in the apparent child relationship, but in other aspects of any time there is a type of authority. Um, like you might encounter a police officer and they tell you to do something, and the answer might be because I have this badge. You might be in the courtroom. And the judge might say, well, my word is final because I am the judge. And uh, even the doctors. Have you ever been to your doctor and they tell you, well, you need to do this or you need to follow this. And you might be a little reluctant, but they're going to tell you, I'm the one that went to medical school. I'm the one you came to see. I know what's best for you. I am your doctor, so follow this. You guys with me? Why are we so noisy before? Now we're getting to the thing where we're just going to shut up. Well, what? Yeah. Even, even we see things like in the case of a bully, you know, because I am bigger than you because I have a gun. You know, there's different things we reflect this end all. Now, so do uh, you ever think that we develop this attitude as a Christian? All the time. Thus saith the Lord. In Bible study, this my study. Let me give myself stories right here. I've been reading, and it's God telling the Israelites that the there's laws and that he is in control of the government and is saying to follow it. And that's in, I'm trying to think, I think I was reading a little bit of this. Do we ever think that we're maybe a little superior because we have God in our lives? Okay, here. 
Let me throw something else at you. We've all encountered someone that's been not nice to us. Or even, you may see on TV, someone that's done some kind of heinous crime. You know, they went up and shot some kind of place up. They murdered somebody. They kept somebody locked in their basement. We see the manifestation of evil in people. When we happen to us personally, you know, that really takes an effect on us. And uh, so, now let's be honest here. Whenever, uh, whenever you do that, do you ever uh, think about Romans 12 and 19? Do we know what Romans 12 and 19 is? is 12 and 19. Dearly beloved, do not avenge thyself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord.
would get on national TV and you know this was seen everywhere. And thank God for his healing power because she had been hurt so years. And then to turn around and thank him for every step you could hear her thanking God for it. And I thought, national TV, thanking God. This is putting God's word out there. It was. I did not watch it, but I tell you what. And I will tell you, you know they didn't talk about that much on TV, and that just angers me. Of course me not. Because they don't want it. No. Of course not. Who, who no. was what? When they did the tie girl between the two. The, the in New York. In New York. What the sister and brother went across. The Warlindas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't have television. You brought up a good point that we all have that our our natural reaction that we want to get even. You know, we want to we want justice to be served. You know, that's one of the, our challenges we have with God is waiting on Him. It's like we're always waiting on God to do something. We want something right now. You know, we're this right now generation. We want our fast food, our high speed internet, our fast cars. We want everything fast, fast, fast right now, and waiting on God. So, you know, as we grow and we change and adapt as we become less of us and more of him. God's time. It, and, you know, that instantaneous thought of, of revenge, you know, it kind of dissipates like you said. You know, it, it's, it's not so much now. God's going to handle it. Especially in traffic. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, you still have that thing where, you know, we, we go back to that verse that God's going to have his vengeance. And we, um, I was just recording a message yesterday, and we was talk, I was talking about the fruits of people. That that's the only thing we really have to see where their heart is and what kind of fruits they bear. And so we see people that put out rotten, ranched fruit. So... We look at somebody like that, we don't see any sign of God being anywhere in there. And then when those kind of people come against us, you know, we're kind of like, okay, dad, get them. You know, my dad's going to whoop your dad kind of thing. We go back to that, that, that there. We have that, that, that mentality. And I think that's something that we still need to overcome. You know, it, we're, it's, a, it's a process. You know, we don't want, we want to take revenge on ourselves. But yet we also want to get past that feeling of having these ill feelings towards somebody. Because that's what it is. You know, whether we're wanting something bad to happen to them, where we should be wanting them to turn their lives around. Well, you know, I've got a person in my life that I've had for a long time. I wanted to really get back at me. Now, I, I want the best for her. I want her to change. I don't want revenge on her anymore. I just want her life to change. And and I, I keep praying. She's still in my life, unfortunately. But I hope that 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 she will be changed. And, and it's a, it's and a struggle and because God can do it. Yeah, God can yes. do it if they're willing. And <laughs> God has changed my attitude. I have to do that. I have to say, God, change me. Help me to accept. <coughs> Which is a hard thing to do. And, and I get told all the time, you hate her. No, I don't hate her. I, I dislike some of the things she has done, but I don't hate her. If we love those who love you, what think you have? What think you have? 
have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? When you love, they respectfully use you. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Supposed to, I bet you use that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You know, I think that the Lord has a 911 number, too. <laughs> you have, like, right now, or something that's terribly urgent, a car accident, or, you know, something that's really urgent, he answers them right away. My son told me one day, I don't worry so much about work because mama has a, a, a contact with the Savior. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, son, that comes from you, not mama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you can see God working all the time, and a lot of people can't see it. But you can see, you can see God working in our nation. Just, just look at the things that's happening. It's God that's turning some of these things around. It's not us. It's not Trump. It's God. It's God that's turning that's this right. around. So since it's his abortion issue, he's turning it around. I have seen, you know, since he was in there, people don't like him. Don't you get me wrong. He got a lot of stuff. He That Twitter thing. But anyway, <laughs> we're not going to go to Twitter today. Uh, but the thing of it is, is the things we've wanted changed. This, this destroying babies. You know, God's there, and he has used Trump to change, to change things. And when he was, to tell the truth, when he went in office, I went to bed thinking, he's not gonna win. So when I got up during the night to run in there and put the TV on so I could see who was winning, here was all this red, and I'm thinking, I thought Red was, was the Republicans. That can't be right. And so all this water rising with the tears flowing mm -hmm. on the other side. Now, I tell you, God's done miracles through President Trump. Yeah. And it's God doing it, but people don't realize it. They're putting Trump on a pedestal. No, no it's not Trump, that. But it's not Trump doing it. It's God doing it. Well, to me, he was showing the people Hollywood thought if they said, do something, buddy, the people would vote that way and they thought they had it in the bag. But God says, I'm the one that is in control and he's the one that did it. Well, you know, that's like somebody told me that day, do you really think Trump's going to win this next election? I said, yeah, I think he's going to win, but even if he does it, it doesn't matter. God's in control. That's right. He, he will it win if God says so. It doesn't matter who's up there. But he's not going to let those Democrats get by with what they think that they know and abortion and the different stuff that they do. Evil, evil loses. You probably do not like us talking this way. Evil loses. Promotion cometh not from the east nor the west, but it cometh from above. That's right. The Lord put it down and he raised it up. And I was thinking of that 911, okay? And I think what that is is, is it, um, Psalm 19. Uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart mm -hmm. be acceptable in my sight of the Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. I think that's the 911 for Christians. Or Ephesians, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. We'll bear your seal on the day of redemption. And let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven.
giving you. So that 911 is not just calling, but it's putting ourselves in check with the Word of God. That's Ephesians 4, 30 through 32. I think it's Psalm 1914. All right, so natural progression is, you know, uh, we should find salvation. And then through that, we should want to become better people, be closer to God, increase our walk with God. And as time goes on, the more we study, the more we learn, the more we fellowship with other believers, that relationship with God should grow, our walk should become tighter. That's natural progression of, of being a Christian. So as we do that, let's say we follow in that natural progression. You know, we take and start omitting the bad stuff from our life, like we're talking about being careful what we read, being careful what we do. Um, we take out and we kind of isolate ourselves from the people that's not following that. Look, look, look at this right here. We're a group of believers. For fun, we come to a Bible study. You know, we go to church on Sundays. Like-minded people doing like-minded things. And as we, we look at that now, so this is what we're used to. We're used to interacting with fellow believers. So when you start rattling off some things out of the Bible, we're familiar with that kind of stuff. We're, when we talk about what praise reports, what's God done in my life today, what's God done in my life this week, you know, and we say these amazing things, nobody second guesses it. Well, we know what God can do. We know the power of God. We understand that. So we get used to that kind of environment. Now the problem lies is we have to get outside that environment to be able to reach the people that's not in that environment. Because that's the whole point is to bring people outside that environment into that environment to join us. So we have that hurdle. Plus, we have that, you know, we got a lot of things going for us. All right, we're, we're believers. We can go to God with prayer. God's going to answer our prayers. God's going to take care of us. He's watching over us each and every day. We have a spot reserved in heaven. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We have everything that he has, and he has everything. That's a lot to be proud of. That's a lot of stuff we got going on. That can make you feel a little bit elite, don't you think? Am I the only one? So, when we encounter these really unfruitful people, we're on that end of the spectrum, all the way up to just a, I'm off in the world, I can care less about God, we kind of oftentimes like it or not, believe it or not, can develop an attitude where we're kind of above. So, we have to be really careful because we'll be the ones saying, because I said so. Something in what you were talking there got me. And, and, and again, being proud of was what struck me. And, and, it, and it more that I have to be thankful for is the way I kind of look at it. Yes, I'm, I'm grateful for to salvation that he's given me. But there's been a pride of that. I did, did, I did nothing for that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in me to be proud about. Is what I, <coughs> again, how I kind of deal with those things. And, and even in sharing the gospel. Yes, I, I'm proud of my Savior for what he did for the world. But 
I still got to, it's not me, it's him. And presenting him is the challenge. <coughs> Being able to step up and, and do that. That's the part that in this, in, as we're going at what I, what I say. No, it's not what I say, it's what this is. Uh, there was another something in here. Again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, and you go, that's what, you wonder sometimes if Christians have that even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah. that anger shows up in the, in the middle of a, of a intersection or, or, or in, the, in an aisle in the grocery store, you know, is there, they forget something? Yeah, that you say, yeah, you say, okay, right, that fear of the Lord because we see that every day. Because every time that somebody puts something else before God, you're telling him, "I'm not concerned about it. I'm not concerned about what you think about it." Say that again. <coughs> fear of the Lord. Anytime we put anything else above God, we are telling God that we do not care what you think about it. We, we are not in any way afraid of what he might think when we're not stepping up and doing what he wants us to do. Okay, you understand? Okay. Yeah. Making excuses. Basically. <laughs> excuses. On a Sunday, there'll be so many people at the Springs, they have to. There's a different type of, yeah, I fear the Lord because I need to obey him. You know, I, I, I need to listen to his word and I need to obey him. And when I don't, I should fear. Whatever. I don't know how to explain that fear. It's not that, that you're. It's reverential fear. You know, but it's, it's just that, you know, I, I know, Lord, this is, I should have never had done this. Please forgive me. You know, but it's that. People don't understand how God works. You know, when you talk about fear of the Lord, they're thinking, okay, well, you know, Old Testament, that you do something wrong, he's going to turn you into a pillar of salt. You know, you, uh, you, know, you do something wrong, you're going to drop dead. Well, it's not, that's not how God operates. You know, we're, we're faith-based. And if every time somebody did something wrong, they drop dead, well, pretty soon nobody would be doing anything wrong fear of dropping dead. Then you're no, you're no longer operating in faith, you're operating in cause and effect. Nobody would live in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there'd be anybody on the planet. <laughs> fear death torment. And perfect love casts off all fear. And God is love. We are going to have to eventually answer to everything. Oh Lord, my trouble. Good and bad. There, there's an error record. But see, don't you guys get us for that? Why do we? This is what I'm saying. God's a problem. And once we have said, "Kevin, in our heart, it's all white clean." So why do we still have to answer for it? Why does He have to bring that represent? If God remembers it no more, from here on, this part's gone. From here on, we answer to. Why do we have to answer for this if it's white clean? Well, Lord help me. I took care of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I really don't, because God said he wipes it clean, he remembers it no more. 
Now, from what you do from that point on, he does, he, you will answer for it. But why would you answer for this part of it? Well, it's kind of like, you know, you get, like, on your credit card, you get reward points. <laughs> you know, that. So, you're, there are reward points, you know, you said you sometimes the rewards are tanned and things. So, basically, this it's like a whole thing. You know, you look at your whole credit history before they give you a loan. It's your whole life and your whole credit history. So, when you get there, there, this is just going to be based on what your job's going to be in heaven. So, that's how you go pick the dishwasher. You know, I, 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 I've often wondered that. Well, God, please don't make me pay for all of this stuff back here. <laughs> I thank you, then. It might be on that credit report, but I don't think that's the part that we've got to answer for again because of forgiveness. No, you're our forgiveness for that. You know. No, yeah, but the, the, the judgment seat of Christ is not a judgment. That's the Bible seats what we're going to face. It's not a judgment of good or bad. The judgment of rewards of what, you, what yeah. you've done. It's like the judges in the Olympics. They give you different. They give you different. <laughs> <laughs> you different. <laughs> no, not the one did brush your teeth. But every man they receive that she has done, whether it be good or bad, and the rewards. They'll, going to have stars in our crown, you know, and you know, through the righteous tree of life, he that won his souls is wise. Well, you know, life is so unfair, and we see, we know, as once we become born again, it levels the plan, but we're all, all the same. So, but yet, we have people on all spectrums of how how they uh, navigate life. We have some that, yep, they get baptized, they get saved, they got their fire insurance, and that's about it. They don't, that's, it ends right there. And then we have those that just go astronomically above and beyond. That, go ahead. No, I just, well, I think he uses people for that. I think God, that's God's work. In, in the sense that he doesn't multiply, you know, it's just a matter of who you happen to be in the process of time and, and circumstance to whether you're going to be the one that's going to be used to, as a multiplier or, or an addition tool, you know. Um, I, I just think about some of these people who I hear talking and being grateful and thankful for the Lord, pastors and ministers and, and, and uh, evangelists that will go about doing the work that they do because God's called them to it, but they're giving him the glory for it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the one who does all those things. And again, who's to say what prompted, except to say that God did that. I, again, we do things, but do we give God enough credit in the fact that we do things? It's just, it's just me. Well, you know, that it even, you know, people do things that nobody else even sees. You know, mm -hmm. that uh, that you know, yeah. they, they see something, they take care of it, you know, mm -hmm. they pay for it, whatever the case may be, they do it, and nobody knows, nobody but them and God knows, you know. So there's not there's not that opportunity to turn it over to God, and and so many times I wonder, you know, that the 
they, they, they tell us to, to watch out for the hypocrites because they stand on the corners and they, and they pray and they pray in the synagogues and it's all about me, you know, just look at me, look at me, look at me, you know. And so if you, even if you're, you're saying, well, yeah, I'm doing it for God, but yet you're standing up there on the stage and you're broadcasting it that I'm doing this for God, you know, it's... Saving you your money. Like, like you say, when you, when you save some people, that's as far as they go. They, they didn't justify it. But the sanctification is what we're working out. We're, we're, the more that we let the Lord be the Lord of our lives, is we get more sanctified, more sanctified. It's difficult to try. If you're the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither the men light a candle, put under a bushel on a candle, they can light all along. And it also said, yeah, the salt of the earth. If the salt has lost its savor, what's resulted? So it's very difficult if you're going to shine under a bushel. Okay. Um, Will Rogers says, you know, he who does not advertise is as he who winketh in the dark. He knows he's doing it, but nobody else does. And so, you know, the thing, and, and I, I see exactly where you're going with this thing. And, and, and it, I think the bottom foundation of, of is festering pride, you know, because I know whom I believe and persuade that he's able to keep that which I've given him that day. But there's two forms of souling that I, I see. And that one is, you know, Romans 3.10, Romans 3.23, Romans 5.12, Romans 5.8, Romans 6.23, Romans 10.9 and 10, 13, pray after me, the sinner's prayer, okay? And it's kind of this one, two, three kick thing, you know? Where, you know, we go on the highways, byways, hedges of life, which we're supposed to do that. But then the other one is like a 55-gallon drum, where we take a water hose, put it in the drum, turn it on, and leave it on. And, and that's what we're doing with ourselves, with a 55-gallon drum. And the Word of God, and prayer, and fastings, and, and, and sharing with others is, is us filling up. And so that soul winning is not so much the one, two, three kick, and see what I did, but it's just filling ourselves up so that the overflow is what the people are getting. Because we're the offense of the cross and the salt of the earth. There's no way that we cannot come off to the world. I mean, with them and their mindset, the profanity level in this world is so increased. And if you stand there in line, and if they got the right to stand there in public and use profanity, then why don't I have the right to stand and say, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised? in the city of our God, in the Mount of Souls, without getting punched in the face. So it's not an arrogance, it's an obedience to God. We were talking about Hebrew, um, on top, you know, Shema Israel, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Echad. Hero is of the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and these words which I command thee, this day shall be in heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently, and shalt talk about them, and thou sittest in the house, and thou walkest by the way, and thou liest down, and thou risest up. So it's not a thing of turning on, turning off. It's this is me. It's not rattling. It's the overflow coming out, and the abundance of supply of what I am allowing God to put inside me, or any one of us. And so that's kind of a, my perspective, and this is me shutting up. <laughs> well, you brought a good point, and that led right into my next transition, because... Uh, the overflow. So to overflow, what do we have to do first? Fill up. We have to fill up. <laughs> or empty ourselves. That might be even better. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like uh, if you have a 
trough and it's full of leaves and stuff and you keep running the water in, eventually all the trash and stuff's gonna, gonna run out. You know, every day we run over to all the livestock troughs and get all the, all the trash out of there and they keep fresh water in there. You know, that, that, I think that is sanctification. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw this uh, pastor one time, he had a, a clear pitcher full of water and an empty glass. And he says, when you get, when you come to the Lord, the Holy Spirit seals you and, and he pours a little bit of water into it. But that, that's not where we should stop. He said, we should go into the overflowing. So he takes a pitcher of water and pours it in the glass of Flows. He said, but that's still not where we should stop. He picks that full glass up and puts it in the pitcher, and you can't see the glass anymore. That you only see the only see Jesus. Amen. Go <coughs> God sent the Israelites out into the wilderness for 40 years because they weren't ready to come back. And that should be a lesson to us. Just that simple thing right there. He sent me, kept them away 40 years because they weren't ready for battle. You know, we're in a battle. The word of God is called the sword of the Lord. The sword, a weapon. But, you know, I kind of got this mental picture for most people. You ever seen the sword of the stone, you know? It's stuck in that stone there and only the right person can get it out. And they've had all this, this, the strong men that come, they pull and they pull and they pull and they can't get that sword out. You know, if you ever picked up a sword, are heavy. You know, it takes some practice and skill to be able to use such a thing effectively. You know, uh, you know, we seen when, when Peter went, he ended up chopping off a guy's ear. I don't think that was intentional. I think that's just what he hit. You know, you're going to swing a sword at somebody, you're doing it to cause some damage. You know, that was. And that's the same thing with it. Yes. We can we can hurt somebody with this. Yeah. And it's not necessarily. It's, it's not, we can, I mean, uh, for, what's the word I want? Um, mortally injured, you know, yes. to take a life. Just because of guilt, I mean, that we can throw on somebody with this word. Yeah, you know, the more, more you read, read and get full of the word of God, you would have those questions about somebody else who's working in the mail. Because you wouldn't have to ask other people, because if you're full of the word of God, no, the counterfeit. Look at the John's good book. See, you know that. In the big book or whatever it was, you can read it and you pick out what, what was wrong. You see it right away because you spend so much time in the Bible. That's your filter. Your filter for everything. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it. You yeah, know, the coach asked how we ever date how they find counterfeit dollars. They don't study the counterfeit. They stay in the little thing for months. So they automatically know the fake one when it comes through. Yeah. They don't they don't study the counter, they study the real thing. So we get we get fired up. You know, we get these these topics, you know, things happening where, you know, we think that we know it's going against God. We get fired up about it. We're Christians, we need to stand up, we need to rob this time to fight. But here's the thing. We can't wield the sword. So, here, here's the compound situation here. We have a little bit of a weakness. We think we have to kind of our, our conversation a little bit. We have people that's outside our environment that we're not used to 
dealing with, that don't know our lingo, that don't know, we don't have to interact with, and we don't have all the resources to be able to back up our arguments. Because, like, for example, abortion. Hot topic right now. So, so, we go back and forth about it, and they say, so, they ask me, what's your opinion on abortion? Well, it's wrong. Because the Bible says so. Because God says so. That's not enough. That is not enough. Not if you're talking to someone. <laughs> if you're talking to someone that doesn't know what that book is, that does not know what the word of God is, that is not enough. They don't believe anyway. So we have to put more behind it. We have to be able to wield that sword efficiently. We have to be able to because. All right, anything that goes against the word of God is a lie. So if it's a lie, there's no truth to it. So if there's no truth to it, it can be taken apart. We have to be able to take apart their lie using the truth. You know what? I listen to, I won't call it a name, but I listen to all the time. He's a Bible teacher. He's good. And people are asking questions, and his answer is, Put a, throw a monkey wrench in it. And that's what's happening. 
Evil is really getting bad, and Satan is, Satan is trying to take over, and there's so many people that's falling for it. We just have to pray hard. It, it's, it's the same thing today. As you look, look at the Christian world, they have to learn to be. The denominations are coming out and saying, you know, this is not a sin. Sexuality is not a sin. They're doing the same thing that God really said. That you should not eat the fruit from this tree. They're saying that the word of God, did God really say that? And they're deciding what we should say. And and <coughs> the church is going in that direction, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I felt all along in the end times that our biggest persecution is the body of Christ would be from the Christian, what I'll call a Christian church, the denominations that come back from against us. Bible-believing Christians are going to be marginalized so much because they'll believe a lot that God really saves. They don't believe the way of God. Well, you look, the bigger, huge, mega churches, look at what their doctrine is and look at what it is. They are the most, the reason they are so big is because they are the most accepted. Because they still to God. They, they tell them what they want to hear. Exactly. Because they want this. There's a flip side to the coin. One says, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak him more his name, but his word is in my heart as a burning fire shut up my bones. And his word for burning kind of thing. That's the fire side. But then on the other side, it says preaching the truth in love. You may grow up in all things which are headed in Christ. And so it's like, there's an approachable way, like, okay, somebody comes up and says, I was born this way. I says, yeah, so was I. Because we're all born in sin and shape of iniquity from sin that our mothers conceive us. So they actually were born that way, as sinners. And so instead of getting in the argument to refute their, you know, finding a common ground where we could knock it out. You know, like Paul says, some of these were such for you. He's talking to the church. And that, that was one thing I hit on too, because it is exactly that. It's no different. Okay, yes, I absolutely believe you were born that way. I have no, no idea whatsoever. You were born that way. But it's not because God made you that way. God did not make a mistake. God did not put you in the wrong yeah. body. Amen. God did not make a mistake and make you here. He did not contradict his word. You were born into a world of sin, and that's the same thing. That's the same reason why babies are born with birth defects. That's the same reason why babies are born with diseases. That's the same reason why babies are born addicted to drugs. It's nothing to do with God. You know, sin is born with sin.
they're saying God didn't really say this. And, and, they, and they say, well, homosexuality is good. It's not a sin. And, you know, they're just going in a power spiral so fast. God loves them. He hates their sin. You know, and he needs to call them to be redeemed. And you can be redeemed. There's stories all over the place where people are living this lifestyle and has been redeemed from it. And they give the glory to God. God will redeem you. Or you can stay in sin. It's, it's your choice. It's your choice. You can stay in sin, or you can ask God to give you a heart and redeem you and save you from your sin. That's love, all it takes. The love part is not condoning the sin. The church, the greater body that call themselves Christian, are condoning the sin of homosexuality, abortion, going out of line. But, you know, it, it's just that. It's like oh. you know, a lot of these people that's, that's living from sin or changing from male to female or to transgender, they say that a lot of them going to commit suicide. Because I mean and, and now now we're allowing them to do it to children. Yeah, make it a, make, or make it a choice where it, it leaves the world. How does a five-year-old kid know? Ten-year-old kid. Yeah, they know. Romans chapter one. Because they did not retain God of knowledge, God being no longer reprobate mind, we look at the doctor in there. And so what it is is they don't want the word of God. They want the word of God. And so the battle is against the word of God. And if Christians are supposed to be clear on the Word of God, then the battle is against the Word of God, and we're the ones that are being attacked. Yes. And we're going to be attacked more. Yes, we are. We're standing on the Word of God. But that's no reason for us not to get We have to mourn. In the motion. What vast ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies be a peaceful though. I sold the temple to a gay-friendly church in Pensacola, Florida, a large one. Two services back to back. And they had me speak at that church. And I literally spoke at it. And I quoted the book of Philippians and spoke to them on the scripture memorization. The altar and the entire church were just bawling their eyes out. But I didn't say one word against their sin. I, I, I'm just saying what God impressed upon my prayer. And so it's just like when a man's ways please the Lord, he may believe in his enemies. Amen. So it's not a thing to get up and you dirty rat and kill my brother. We've all made in the image of God. The image of God may be man, both male and female. And at the original time of their their birth, they were male or female. So if we hate them, we're hating God because that's the image of God. Either male or female, that's it. We'll just be shut up. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's enough for today. Pretty lively, I guess. Uh, uh, that's what I'm afraid of.